The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank all of you for joining us today. I'm very glad that you are listening And uh, thank you so much for being with us today. As usual, we have a wonderful program and a guest who will share lots of inspiration with you and lots of faith in her higher power. And I know we'll uh, encourage you and invite you to uh, find that deeper relationship and and greater avenues of service so that you um, are giving forth that radiant light that is your higher power. I want to thank you also for uh, commenting on our Facebook page, on our Spirit of Recovery page. Thanks for posting. And um, thank you also for sending us emails and for letting me know how it's going for you in your spirituality and in your recovery walk. And uh, thank you for letting me know what a difference this program is making for you. That's uh, great to hear. Great to hear that you are uh, being inspired, that you're getting some new ideas, that it's uh, what we're doing here on Spirit of Recovery is supporting you in your own spiritual growth. And we do always have guests that uh, are knowledgeable, that are down to earth, that are uh, either a part of the recovery community themselves or work with or write for recovering people or that share spiritual ideas that are of a lot of benefit to people in recovery. And uh, the guests that I have always bring practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You know that you can listen to us here on the Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can, of course, listen live through your computer or through your smart device. And you can also listen on demand. We've got uh, wonderful archives, and this program will be archived by this evening. And um, you can listen to those um, at your own leisure. And that's unityonlineradio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery. The Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. If you're a person that's in any uh, recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or the friend of someone that um, has the disease of addiction, um, whether or not they are in recovery or whether or not you're in recovery as a family member or friend, you are welcome here uh, on the Spirit of Recovery as a listener, as someone who might have a comment or a question for our guest Um, You're certainly welcome if you're just curious, interested in the process of recovery and spirituality, want to learn a little bit more about it. 
we're also so glad that you're here listening. And again, you're sure welcome to send an email or call in with a comment or a question for my guest. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I am your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction. And 33 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And ever since then, my walk has been an integration of the 12-step recovery principles and the unity principles. And that uh, spiritual focus has really kept me growing and uh, kept my life deepening and transforming and uh, kept me uh, d- developing that relationship with my higher power. And so um, I'm very delighted and grateful to have the opportunity to share with you these ideas about spirituality and recovery to bring you great guests and to hear what's happening for you in your recovery and in your spirituality. Today, our topic is Journey to Wholeness, and my guest is Joanne M. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the idea that it's not about what happens to us, but it's about what happens through us. That makes us whole. And, uh, you know, no matter how harsh our life experiences have been or may be even, sometimes, uh, you know, it takes that harshness can be a part of what's going on in life. But no matter that or, or how pleasant our life experiences, what we know is that our higher power is with us and can guide us into joy. And my uh, guest, Joanne M., is a very remarkable woman. She has a wonderful, deep commitment to her spiritual calling. And uh, even when times were very difficult for her in her early life, she kept feeling that calling and and uh, kept feeling that uh, inspiration uh, on to, to keep on going forward in her life and to get onto that very demanding path to self-worth and to wholeness. So today, Joanne is going to be sharing with her us her recovery and her understanding of her recovery and and uh, sharing with us how that has led her not only to a wonderful sense of wholeness in her own life but also to uh, creating ministry in um, uh, one particular form she created the journey to wholeness new wings chasing the joy which is a nonprofit ministry for women that are rising out of uh, tough circumstances and also just in her daily life she is in ministry just as she walks and talks. So she's going to be sharing that with us today. So, Joanne, thank you for uh, being my guest, and welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you, Anna. It's a pleasure to be here. So glad uh, that you're here. So, Joanne, you you have uh, shared with me that uh, your idea and your your sense of of what recovery means to you, and uh, you had some pretty tough circumstances in your earlier life, which you know, you which has led you really in, in wonderful ways to where you are today, would you share with us a little bit about your story of of what was going Absolutely. on? Absolutely. Thank you, Anna. First of all, you know it's interesting because as we live life, things change, and I really think that's what life is about: it's circumstances and changes, and so it doesn't really matter where you are coming from or where you are today, that I just really believe that people can come to know true, true, true joy and peace. And so that's kind of my story. I, um, uh, and I also believe that everyone's in recovery. I know that you talk about a recovery maybe from addiction or 
something, but I've always been in my whole life, we're all in recovery. I've never was in recovery for alcohol or drugs, but I feel like I've been in recovery. <laughs> I've been in recovery for a long time. I remember when I was a young girl, I was 10 years old when I uh, started to eat too many cookies. And I wrote a story about too many cookies. And so I think we're always trying to find, for myself, we're trying to find peace or trying to find an answer. And we sometimes don't know how, so we try to fill it with something else. Mm-hmm. When that real hole can only be filled through your higher power or your spirituality, whatever that is, uh, to each person is separate. But, yes, I've had an interesting, I came from a very large family with 11 brothers and sisters, Um, and I thought life was good, and I was pretty happy. I was brought up Catholic, and I I only knew Catholics, so I wanted to be a nun, but I wanted to be a cool one. So (laughs) I was... I wanted to be a cool nun and work with young people, and that was kind of my idea. And so I was very outgoing, very social, always out, um, never really dated. I never dated because I was just always hanging out with friends. And um, I'm one of the situ- – I was in a – put. I don't know if I put myself in a situation. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I was a – I am a victim of a date rape, and I actually had conceived a, a baby at that time. And so I thought I was going to be a nun, and I find out that I'm now young, um, and I'm going to have a baby. And so my spiritual walk, I thought I knew God, and I was going to be a nun, and all of a sudden I didn't really know what that was supposed to look like. And so I just hung on to God and tried to figure out what I was supposed to do. But God is awesome because he'll always bring you through. He'll always bring you through. And so... I kept the baby, and I um, actually, seems bizarre, but I married that person. I didn't really know him very well, but that's just what we did in those days, or I was thought what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed in that marriage for like 20-some years, and it really wasn't really, I don't believe it was ever meant to be or really wasn't ever going to work. And so that's when I really believe I grew in my faith, because all I had was to trust God and to pray for my children. I have a daughter, and then I also had a son out of that marriage. And I spent, it was an abusive relationship. He did have an addiction to alcohol and drugs. Um, I spent time in a shelter three different times for women, uh, a women's shelter with my children. And he was a professional, and I had an interior design business, so sometimes we don't, we don't look like what people think we look like, the ones that are in those shelters, but it was myself. And so, yeah, I really, I'm, I'm kind of shaking because it just really brings me back to such a painful time in my life, and I really felt like all I had was to hang on to God and to pray for my children okay. until I got to a point where I think I was strong enough to make a move mm-hmm. to get out of that abusive relationship. And so that's part of my beginning phase of my journey to wholeness was when I, I remember once a therapist said to me that I was like a songbird in a cage that stopped singing. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty powerful because I really always had the, when I was young, I had the joy of the Lord. I didn't know it. And I was outgoing and I'm kind of contagious. My personality 
personality. <laughs> my personality is contagious, and I love life, and I'm outgoing, and I'm just grateful. But there was a time in my life where um, I was kind of in a cage that, and I stopped singing. But um, that that really kind of summed up twenty some years of my marriage, and so. And I don't blame my ex-husband because, you know what, he had his own journey to go on. And he had his own struggles, and so I'm not here to put blame on anybody. Because mm-hmm. I really know that it's a personal journey. And it's a journey you have to let go. Once you can let go, God can move in your life and in that other person's life as well. So after I went through my divorce, I was really lost for about three years. And that, I don't just say that lightly. I really feel for about three years I made choices. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I was. Uh, I didn't know what direction, so I thought I'd make a career move to the larger city. And I did, and that wasn't always so good because I left all my friends and family. So my support was gone. And so I kind of wandered for a few years, and that is when I... Well, God stopped me and helped me to stop and rediscover who I am and whose I am. And that was something that was a big impact on my life. It's not who you are, it's whose you are. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I had, as you mentioned, I started a ministry. It really came to me in a dream. Honestly, it did. I could never start a ministry. <laughs> but through a dream, and I believe it came from God, that I had... For three years, he brought me inward to a journey to wholeness, and I became whole in that three years. And there's different things that I went through, different phases that God showed me or that I had to make some choices and make some, make some changes in my life in order to stop and really become whole in myself. It's kind of like we might be where we are today, and you don't want to be there. You want to be whole or you want to be happy or you want to save your marriage or you want to have whatever it is on the other side, you you got to stop and get a plan and let somebody, a higher power, come in and show you because you can't do it on your own. And that's what happened in my three years of being, I stopped and I started to allow God to change me again from the inside out. And that's where my words came about, my ministry came about, was through the eight phases, things that God walked me through. And they were very powerful, very painful, but it's a journey to wholeness. And it's that's kind of how it is with life, you know, with your children. It's allowed, the biggest thing I learned, Anna, is to trust on. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I, I, I know that, I know that I know that I know that no matter what, I trust on. And that's my higher power, is I trust God. Because there was a long time in my life, that's all I had. I didn't have anything but Him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, go ahead. One thing that, that um, I'm really picking up on, Joanne, as you're talking, is that, and sort of get, giving up and letting go and so forth, is that I would guess, and you can tell me, this is, accurate or not, that you had to give up a lot of ideas about who God was or what kind of, what God required, it, just even in your early experience. Um, Absolutely. That, I mean, it didn't matter, what happened to you didn't match with the idea of becoming a nun. So, right. how did you deal with that? Because you couldn't say, okay, well, there isn't a God, but you I guess right. your ideas, yeah. 
tell us a little bit about how your ideas about God changed over time. Well, I'll tell you, that's really interesting because I only knew, and I'm not putting down Catholics because they're, they're Christian, they, love, they know God too, but that's all I knew at the time. Mm-hmm. And then also growing, raising two children, my daughter and my son are now adults. But my son, at the age of 13, told me that he was going, he's gay, and that he's going to live, he's gay, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, growing up in my belief system as a young person and through my young adult years, that was really not in alignment with what my belief system was. But I'll tell you what, God gave me an opportunity to, what did Jesus do? He just loved. And so I just loved my son. So I learned to be more, in my mind, I'd say Christ-like or God-like. I just learned to let go of my expectations and to truly love. And to, if you can learn to let go. And I was, one of my words is, uh, was one's choices. So I had to start making different choices. If I really wanted to start to look at myself and become whole, I had to stop doing some of the things I was doing. Stop hanging around the friends I'm hanging around Stop doing whatever it is. And you know what it is. Whoever's, I believe I came on this show, because I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I don't know that I have that much to say, but I believe I can speak to one person, mm-hmm. and that one person can hear, and that one person can stop what they're doing. And you know what? If you make a mistake, God, you just move, you just get up and do it. You just say, I'm sorry, and you can do it again. I mean, I can be specific about things that I try to do, make some, do something different. And I, three times it didn't work. But on the third time, boom, done. I don't. I never had a concern about that again. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to be perfect, but right. we can just be loving. And one was grieving, and that's what you talked about earlier about that how God changes my image of God. I remember sitting in my office in my three years of becoming whole, and I was sitting in the corner of my office sobbing, and I realized that I wasn't sobbing about my divorce. I wasn't sobbing about, I was grieving the loss of some dreams. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I really didn't even understand it. We grieve dreams and we grieve ideals that we thought would be and they're not. I, I'm not going to be a nun when I have two kids. and I'm So maybe that was a part of it. And I felt, where am I supposed to go? You know, and so we grieve and I was, you have to grieve and to let go. And when you forgive somebody, you've heard this before, but when I forgive my ex-husband, it doesn't do, for let go what he did was wrong. But what it does is it frees me. Right. And so Thank I you. It's, no, time for I, our, it's time for our break. Yeah. We'll uh, talk about that when we come back and because and, forgiveness is powerful and we'll hear how that did um, become part of your journey to wholeness. Um, my guest is Joanne M., Our topic is Journey to Wholeness. This is Spirit of Recovery. We'll be right back. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Thank you. 
Imagine the powerful, poignant poetry of Unity Poet Laureate James Dillett Freeman. Beautifully put to music by award-winning songwriter Kathy DeWitt. It's here, The Traveler, new music to the words of James Dillett Freeman, a remarkable collaboration across space and time. Sometimes from I know not what strange strand Then I am as in a dream A dream I never remember Yet somehow I understand Visit thetraveler.us to get the CD, songbook, and free downloads. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I am your host. If you're just joining us, my topic today is Journey to Wholeness, and my guest is Joanne M. And Joanne is sharing with us um, about what it, about how no matter what the difficulties are in our lives or how harsh they may have been, that it's not what happens to us but what happens through us that makes us whole. And she's sharing with us uh, her enthusiasm for life, her spirituality, and uh, the ministry that she uh, expresses. Before I get back to my conversation with Joanne, I invite you to join me for a moment in the Serenity Minute, to take a moment to relax, to share with me a constructive idea, and to open up to the presence of your higher power as you understand it. So I do invite you to relax, to be aware of your breath, to feel that peaceful presence that is God moving throughout your mind and through your body, and share with me this constructive idea. I live in God's love. I am accepted and all is well. I live in God's love. I am accepted and all is well. And we take a moment in the quiet.
you, Fran, for joining me in the Serenity Minute, and I trust that it was an opportunity for you to relax and to open up to the awareness that your higher power is right there with you, and your higher power loves you. And so now we're back to my conversation with my guest, Joanne M., and we're talking about her journey to wholeness and that journey to wholeness that all of us are on. So, Joanne, uh, before the break, you were sharing with us uh, about the idea of forgiveness and how important that was and uh, is to your own journey to finding yourself. And you were talking about forgiving your ex-husband and that, yeah. uh, how that affected you. So how did that uh, change your life? Wow. Well, what it, I say wow today because, because I have been able to let go. And to let go of um, all of it, to let go of whatever the things were that weren't happening or that were happening, it just has freed me. And, you know, also learning to let go and, and to forgive, it's also, I remember, I always have these stories, I remember when one time I was grieving, I was really crying because I was not happy with the fact that I, and I know there's a lot of divorces, but... I'm not about a lot of divorces. I'm divorced. <laughs> so whoever can relate to that, you know, they just say, oh, everyone's divorced. Well, it doesn't matter. I never thought in my life I'd ever be divorced. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm divorced. That mm-hmm. was a huge, huge subconscious, a huge thing in, for me to overcome. Mm-hmm. And so one time I was in prayer and just started sobbing. And I honestly, I want to say what I believe I, in my spirit, I felt the presence of God hug me, and, and I, he said, you've forgiven everybody else, but you haven't forgiven yourself. Mm-hmm. And that, gets, that just touches my heart because so many times we may have bitterness or anger toward another person, but I always just say, God, I'm willing to be willing. And that might sound funny, too, because, you know, people think you should just be able to fix it in the way the world is today. But some things are not that easy on our own. So I would always say, God, I'm willing to be willing. And then he would show me how. I, on myself, I can't do it. And I went through a lot of difficult things, but God is faithful. And so I'd always say I'm willing to be willing, but when we also have to come to a time when we can forgive ourselves. And so many times we're the most... I'm, you know, I'm feeling like with people... Whether, I don't know what's happened in the viewers lives or the secrets that we carry you know what i mean that no one else sees i have a whole nother module that i talk about the secrets that we carry and how we don't walk around the streets wearing our robes our bathrobes right we that's our secret part of us that's what's in our inside of us that only we know and that's the part that god wants to free you from and so it's forgiving others and forgiving yourself and god will and the beauty of it, he doesn't do it in a truckload size. It's little by little and one by one. And so that's one of it. The other area was learning to trust. I had to, the biggest part, interesting in my journey, I write on rocks. I'm kind of a rock, not so much lately, but <laughs> I would write on a rock if I wanted to work on something. And I would, one of the first things I wrote was don't settle. And I talked to young people about what happened when I was night not even 19 years old, took me 20-some years to turn that around. That's way older than some of those kids are that I'm speaking to. And so I talked to them about don't settle. 
And I wrote a hundred, I, between 150 and 175 young people I was going to do a weekend retreat with. So I went and spent time at a cabin and wrote, don't settle 175 times. <laughs> so I write on rocks. Another one was, if it's not of God, I don't want it. And I wrote the date and I put it in my car and I, in, on my dash and I left it in there. until so I could, in my spirit, if it isn't of God, I don't want it. And today I know that. If it's not a God, I don't want it. And I might start in the wrong direction, but trust me, if it's not a God, I'm getting out. <laughs> and so that's how my growth, my faith has grown. But I want it was interesting. I was going to speak with addressing a bunch of people, and I wanted to get my rock on trust. And that's one of my other areas that God worked me to help me get through. So I decided I'm going to go get my trust rock. And I thought it would be like the size of like a coffee you know, could we put your cup of coffee on a saucer? Mm-hmm. So I went out to my yard. It is the biggest, the heaviest rock in my yard. I wrote the word trust on it. And to me, it shocked me because that was back so many years in my life that that wasn't an easy little simple rock that I wrote trust on. It's the biggest and the heaviest rock for me, I guess, was learning to trust and maybe learning to trust myself and to trust God. Mm -hmm. To me, that's just profound. For me, it was profound in my journey. With my biggest rock in my yard says trust. I still have it today in my yard. And I've moved across country, but my rocks come with me. They come, you bring them. (laughs) I do because uh, God is awesome, so why not? Another area I wanted to share was learning, another way of how to let go and healing and is learning to be quiet. And so many times what we do is we just stay busy. And I'm a, I'm a talker. I'm a lot of energy. I'm very um, outgoing. And so I can go, go, go. But you know what? It's in silence that we grow. And it's in silence that we hear. And it's in silence that we have peace. And so God doesn't always, in my journey, it took, like I said, it was over three years from when I decided to start looking and making some different choices if I wanted to turn things around. It didn't happen just like that. Mm-hmm. One of the, he didn't talk to me about silence then. It took a few months, maybe even a couple of years, before we started working on silence because I wasn't comfortable with being silent. So God doesn't expect it all right away. He'll just gently, when you're ready, he'll move you through it. And he'll mm-hmm. bring you to wholeness and bring you to a place where I am today. And is everything perfect? I'm not saying it's perfect, but I know I trust God, and I know that <laughs> I'm happy, and I know that everything can fall apart in my life, which it has, and even within the last couple years, for the mo- for a moment, but God brought glory and good things out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll share one thing. I, am re- I was single 15 years, and my kids, who are now adults, uh, said it was time. <laughs> <laughs> I should, they introduced me. I should meet this person. You know, and I said, I'm happy. Life is great. I'm, you know, I got my ministry. I've got a house. I have a job. And they said, Mom, you're so beautiful. You shouldn't be by yourself. So the, I, I won't get into the details, but I met my husband, boom, within months. I knew, I, I knew that this was of God. And I'm happy today. I'm, I was happy before. But what I want to share is my husband, right before we were to marry, after I had been single for a long time, he had... Uh, people in recovery will understand he had a little trouble with recovery and he had a relapse 
And so he had to go back into treatment. And I really believe that what God did was not only worked in Bob's life, what he did in mine was he was able to get some healing, and I was able to have healing, that he wanted to work through some work through some things in my own personal life before we came together as a husband and wife. So I am grateful that that opportunity came before we were actually married. So, mm-hmm. And then one of my last parts is walking in wholeness, and that's what I talk about, is I know the joy of the Lord. I know that, I, is everything perfect every day? No. But I'm living life, and I know that... God is able. Maybe that's the word I should say. I don't know. I'm just, I, I just, I'm just grateful, and that's why I wanted to come on the show is to, or just to speak to people, just to be an encouragement to someone, and and that's it. I mean, I don't know if there's other questions or different. You want me to talk about anything in particular? Well, tell us some more about your ministry. I know that you, um, again, you, as you said a little bit earlier on the program today, that you felt that 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 this that you really had it in a dream, or you heard it from your inner voice. Yes, I God did. was guiding you, and and I, the name of your ministry, I think, is Journey to Wholeness: New Wings yes. Chasing the Joy, and it's a nonprofit yes. ministry for women. Um, yes, tell us a little bit more about that, about how. What kind of women you served? And I know that because you did move, that sort of shifted. You were able to let that yeah. go and, and take some new forms. But you were doing this for a while here, and you were serving uh, women in some wonderful ways. So tell us some of the details about that. Well, I'll tell you, it was just so awesome because, again, it was the hand of God that made it happen. And I always had some desires to do different things. Like, I've always wanted to work in correctional facilities. I don't even know why. I think because you know why? I did it for years. I volunteered. And I wanted to just look at people that are in a tough situation and to show them love. And to, non, to just not judge them, but to love them. Honestly, God opened up a door, and I got to bring my ministry for a year into a women's correctional facility every Friday morning. And it was fabulous. I grew. I learned. It wasn't like I have all the answers. But when you're willing, God will put you in a place to be used. And so for one year I did that. I also, because of my having a baby when I was very young and not married, I worked a lot with young people. So it was really for women, but also I, I have often had opportunities to, speak, opportunities to speak and minister to young kids. I love it. I did it. I worked with women that are going through drug and alcohol treatment, and when they came out, what happens is often we want, all of us want to try to do things different or make a change, and how do you go about it? So I really created a support group, and we met weekly, and we would go through different, we'd have conversations and talk about how is this going or how is that area going or um, and it was just, that's what it was, and then some women would mentor other women, kind of like sponsors. But I'm not in recovery for alcohol or drugs, but we just had mentors where women would come alongside of other women. And we would just share our story of where we came from. Because I really believe, I always say to women when I look at them, I believe that God will do in your life what he did in mine. I mean, why wouldn't he? And there were times when my life was very desolate and I was very down and I didn't really know what to do or, you know what I mean, but God is faithful. So that's how my ministry worked. And... True, true story. I uh, was speaking at a prison, 
and a woman was there, and they had a house in the inner city that they had been praying about what to do with this house. They wanted to have someone to use the house for a ministry. This is the truth. After I got done speaking, they actually invited me to come over and gave me the keys of the house to use for women to come together once a mm. week. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I just believe that for me, and if I have moved, I've moved across country. Um, I don't feel, I'm not sure. I feel like I do God's work every day. I don't have my ministry right now. I took the money that was there and I gave it to different programs to minister to women in recovery for outreach and then also women coming out of correctional facilities for reentry. And so I'm not really sure what the, and that's kind of like this whole journey to wholeness. I'm not sure what's next. And that's mm-hmm. okay. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not really sure what's next. My husband was sick last year. And he was very sick, and they thought he was going to pass. And we had just moved across country. They thought he was going to pass and not uh, be here with me. And that was interesting. You talk about life. They really told me to get everything ready, that he was going to be not with me, and then he was going to be in a nursing home and not be able to really live outside of having um, one-to-one care if he did make it. And so through that journey, I realized that God is awesome because, number one, I've been loved and I've loved, I mean, which is pretty amazing. And and God is faithful. I guess he's not finished with my husband yet because he's still here. <laughs> no, really. I, I mean, I seriously. And so we both have moved. His career has changed. Uh, he's doing something totally different than what we moved across country to do. And so it's interesting when you just allow... God to use you and to move. I'm in a position at my work that I'm, I really believe in my spirit, like there's going to be a change. I don't know what that is, but it's okay. So I wanted to share about my, going back to my kids, and, and I know sometimes family or people that are listening, you know, when you're raising kids, there's a lot of things that are happening because they're living their own life, trying to find their own journey. And it's um, for me, it has just been an honor to be their mom. And that's what I said to them. I'm just so grateful to be your mom because that wasn't my plan. <laughs> but uh, I, it was sometimes what happens or we have a child that's born with a disability or we have, it's not always our plan, but God will use it for his glory. I mean, I'm, and you will grow through it. I mean, I am grateful to be their mom. Both of my kids are doing well. And that doesn't mean, who knows, you know what I mean? My son is doing great. Um, my daughter is doing great. And so that's just my, that's my message, I guess, is that we're, I think we're all in recovery and that we need each other. That's the thing I've learned through AA, through my husband, is that it's a we, the we program, <laughs> that people come alongside of each other and that we encourage and we're there for people. I do minister to young women right now. I mentor women. I did, they just kind of find me. <laughs> right. They kind of help. seek me we'll out. Talk, hold on to that. It's time for a break. And when we come back, we'll hear about that and about how you come alongside uh, people and encourage that with other people. Uh, listeners, thanks for being with us today. This is Spirit of Recovery. Our topic is Journey to Wholeness. My guest is Joanne M. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
Over 50 and looking for real answers to the challenges and remarkable opportunities ahead? Under 50 and want to know more about the world you'll soon inherit? Then Do Not Go Quietly is a great book for you. Inspiring, accessible, full of practical guidance, this best-selling book has already won three 2013 book awards. It is a call to action and to a life of genuine value for those who weren't born yesterday. Wise woman Jean Houston says it's profound, compassionate, and deeply useful. New thought leader Michael Beckwith says Do Not Go Quietly offers invaluable insights into one of the most vital subjects of our time. So celebrate this precious gift of your life by living the life you were born to live. And remember, you're never too old or too young to live those dreams. Available on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and bookstores everywhere. For free downloads, interviews, and a lot more, visit www.donotgoquietlythebook.com. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. My name is Anna Schaus. I'm your host. And my topic today is Journey to Wholeness. My guest is Joanne M. And uh, we're uh, getting a wonderful opportunity to hear um, how it is that Joanne has uh, moved into wholeness in her life and how she shares that with other people. So, Joanne, before the break, uh, you were talking about... um, how you do through your ministry and, and just through your life, that you mentor young uh, women and encourage people to uh, to come alongside each other and that it's really uh, recovery is a we program. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I can speak for myself. When my husband was in recovery and back going through treatment, uh, my wonderful friend said, Joanne, there's a we in recovery. And so it's to ask to ask what you need and to be able to use your voice and and um, also to be come alongside of people. So I've been able to mentor, as I was saying, women I, or young guys, young people. They just kind of seek me out or they seek out Bob and I, and I just love to encourage them and maybe give them, find out what their next direction is, what are some of their choices that they have. 
And so that's, that happens like almost daily, really, or throughout the week. We just have people that check in or just see how things are going and just be an encouragement. Because if somebody didn't believe in me, I would never be where I am today. I mean, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. women and people came alongside of me when I was lost, or I didn't really know what to do. And they just believed in me and encouraged me. And so that's what I try to do is to be an encouragement and to empower people. Mm-hmm. I know that in your ministry, uh, part of it, I know you had uh, a, a teaching tool or you had things that you yeah. shared with people in terms of teaching. And one one uh, uh, way that you conveyed this ministry was through teaching your eight phases of, of coming right. into wholeness. Would you share those with us? Yes. Um, what it is, is the first one, and if somebody is listening and they want, these are the things that I went through, the different, and there's actually seven, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Sorry about that. There's okay. seven of them. Seven and the first one is choices, is I really needed to look at what are the choices I'm making. Either the choices are bringing me toward where I want to be or they're not. And so I had to really write down what am I doing? What are the choices? If I'm here today and I want to be in wholeness and I want to be somewhere else, you don't, it doesn't just happen. You have to have some steps. They're like, like stepping stones. So choices was the first one, is looking at the choices that I was making and making some tough choices. I had to make a decision to um, maybe find some different friends, and that can be difficult, um, but it's what I needed to do. Uh, grieving was another one, is allowing ourselves to grieve. We don't really grieve very well in our community and in our country and our culture. We, people should, they think people should just get over it. Where I was able to grieve some of the losses in my life and the things that were happening. So grieving is one, and people grieve different ways, and they grieve different things. So once I knew what I was grieving, the loss of a dream, then I was able to let it go to let go of, because if I'm hanging on to everything, I can't move ahead if I'm dragging everything from the past with me. So the third one is letting go. It's learning to let go, and that can be really scary, like staying in my marriage as long as I did because I was afraid to let go because you don't know what's ahead of you. So learning to let go, and you don't have to let go of everything. It's letting go of the little things letting go of, and then getting help along the way. That's the other thing. I never did it alone, to be able to have someone else to speak to. Um, so that was my third one. The fourth one is trust, and I spoke about that. That was a big one. That was really the center of my learning to trust. Because you can't let go if you don't trust, because you're still hanging on to it. So learning to trust and trusting in the little things. And then I could trust in bigger things. And again, I was able to find and people maybe came into my life that helped me get through these different times or different. And it doesn't always have to be in steps. It can be flowish too. And the other one was uh, silence. And that, to me, was learning to be still and to know that I am God. But learning to stop. We've run in, there's a quote I used to always say, run in circles, Run in circles, scream and shout. I can't remember. Anyway, we go and we go and we go and we never stop. 
We go buy another car. We go to the gym. We go do this. We do this. We never stop to be still. And once we stop, then we can grow because we're afraid to know ourselves, for one. That was me. And then healing, when we learn to slow down, healing is the other module, is allowing the healing to come. And it will all kind of come together. And then the last one is walking in wholeness. And walking means you're moving. That means you're living life. You never arrive. You keep on going. You know, you make some choices, and then you might change some of the choices you made. Give yourself permission to grieve. Let go of the baggage. So it's kind of walking in wholeness is re-going back through those same things. Walking in wholeness is going, oh, I guess I'm back. Some of the choices I gave up, I'm back doing them again. Or I'm not trusting. Or so it's re-kind of living that phases back again and again. Does that make sense? Sure. That's yeah. my journey to wholeness. Yeah. Is it's a continual because as, as I go through life, things come up, and then I have an opportunity to either let it go. Is it my business or it's not my business? You know, mm-hmm. learning to trust or learning to let go. One right. of the things I know I've learned to do is I now trust and God has put me in a good relationship where I can speak to my spouse about what my needs are. And when I was in a dysfunctional, abusive marriage, I lost my voice and the bird didn't sing anymore. And with my new husband and where I am today with myself, even before I was married, I was whole and I could voice my opinion. Not in an arrogant way. I call it humble confidence. And so I know, and I love this, I know whose I am and I know who I am. Tell us a little bit more about that. What do you mean by whose you are? Tell us about that. Whose I am? I know that God didn't make a mistake when he made me. And so I know whose I am. And I know that um, whose I am as well. Sorry, I apologize. My ex, my husband just walked in the door. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I know whose I am. Sorry about that. That's life. Anyway, I know whose I am, and what that means to me is I want to make good choices because I know what God's brought me through, for one thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not, and I remember saying that I don't want to settle. That was the other thing is I, it took me three years to be at peace with myself, and so I really worked to stay in peace and to have peace and make good choices. It's easy to be in the world and to get caught up in the world. Not that I don't have that all, but, you know, I'm saying keeping a balance. Right. It's like maybe in those three years when you you had lost a lot of of your roles, you'd gotten out of the marriage. um, Yes. It's almost like you don't have those outside things to rely on. So you have to go within and you have to get to know yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Being lost has a lot of value. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I always encourage people that are single is to really take the time to know yourself because wherever you go, you go with you. So if you're not at peace, getting into another relationship isn't going to solve the problem. And I can speak it because it took me time to go through it. In 15 years, I was single, but that is, <laughs> and you don't have to wait 15 years, but I'm saying it took me time where there was a period I did not date because I needed to stop and make some better choices. 
and I need us to stop and get to know who is Joanne and whose I am is I am a child of God and to be valued in my first marriage. I don't know that some of the things that happened, that person wasn't feeling valued. And so it took time for me to regrow. Do you know what I mean? To, for that songbird to sing. <laughs> right. So, so it's like that sense, like confidence or a, almost a sense of self or self-worth. Self-worth. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where I am today, I'm just grateful. And I know that I know that when people meet me, they just know there's something about me. And it's because I've had my journey, trust me, and I've been through. So I have compassion and empathy for people. But I also have joy Mm -hmm. and I have a peace. And I often laugh when I say I have the joy of the Lord because I will just giggle because I'm just grateful. You know, I'm grateful to be where I am today. Right. And it's, it's uh, you know, I, I, I can tell, you know, just from the conversations I've, I've had with you, Joanne, that you are whole, you are authentic. And so that that does make people feel comfortable and, and feel safe with you because I think it you really how you are is that you're not going to judge people because I bet you've learned not to judge yourself. Is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if I, you know, and God didn't make a mistake. I was brought up, let me share this real quickly. I have two disabilities, learning disabilities. And for a while, I think I thought that I was less than. But you know what? God didn't make a mistake when he made me. That's what makes me uniquely special. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that's what makes me goofy. <laughs> that's what gives mm-hmm. me the joy. And because, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't judge other people because God is awesome. And mm-hmm. I... I have so many gifts. And so that, I think part of that goes way, talk about going way back to that soul searching of who you are. So many times we drag that stuff and we're in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and we've never come to grips with who we are. God didn't make a mistake when he made Joanne M. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we're each made uniquely in his own image and how he wanted me to be. So it's taken me time to be at peace, and now I like who I am. Sometimes there can be challenges with some of the disabilities, but it doesn't mean that he made a mistake. Because mm-hmm. there's other areas of my life that is surpasses everything. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like you found the uh, the real meaning of life. That you found that it's yeah. the inner life, not about all that that outer stuff. Right. So right. our time is to a close here. But, Joanne, I want to thank you so much for being my guest here today on The Spirit of Recovery. Um, thank you for your your bright light that you shine and, and your enthusiasm and your authenticity. And, uh, gosh, you've shared a lot with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you. I am grateful to be able to just share from my heart and to be an encouragement to someone. Yeah. That's, and you that cert- was my, that's my heart. Yeah, and you certainly are. I'm very glad Thank glad you. you're in the world and, and glad to know you. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah. So, thank you all for listening with us today and um have a wonderful week and we will be back on Spirit of Recovery. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. 
Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Inspiration only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm. There is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child. Trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify. 